Hello, this is the Hyatt Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Servania. I like, I just keep saying it this way. It just feels nice to say it this way. Um, <laughs> uh, today, I'll be talking to my good friend, Bailey Tompkins. We've been friends since sixth grade. Sixth grade? No, not even sixth grade. We've been friends since fourth or fifth grade. Probably fourth grade. I've known him for a while. Um, but we didn't become close until I became a Christian because he was he was actually the one that invited me to become to, or to go to his Christian group and I needed friends at the time. So we'll be talking a lot about everything really, things we like, things we don't like, things that are happening in our lives and traveling um, and how things have been for us. So enjoy. Hello, friend. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Sweet. Can you hear me? Yes. How's it going? Dude, I just finished eating. Um, I cooked my meal, and I feel like I, I undercooked it. <laughs> I feel like so, you undercooked it. What'd you under- cook? Uh, I, I just cooked rice and meat. <laughs> How do you undercook rice? You're Asian. Uh, I I undercooked the meat, okay? Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> so my stomach's a little like bleh. But hey, I have a question for you. What's up? Uh, do you want to play League after this? <laughs> <laughs> I better go on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm down. All right, all right, yes. This is my friend Brandon. Uh, we play League. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the podcast. So the podcast is basically an ex, not excuse. It, it's it gives me motivation to like catch up with with friends. Um, Dude, I was listening to him. I like it. Oh, thanks. You're one of the, you're one of the few people who listen. <laughs> hey, <laughs> which one so did you? So short. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I haven't done any advertisement for it at all. But well, um, which one have you listened to? Which ones do you like so far? Um, I listened to the one with Noah. That was oh, cool. Okay. That yeah, was really Noah. Cool. Yeah, he took over that 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 first episode, which is nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I got halfway through years in brackets, and I'm like, there's so much politics. I can't do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I hate talking about politics. It's so annoying to me. I know. Um, part so of it annoying. is I'm not informed enough, so uh, I see. I I don't have a care to, uh, which I will totally admit I could do more research, but I I don't want to, so that's yeah. why I don't. Um, but then I'm halfway through years in Bobby's, and that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love. Oh man, if you like the Bobby's, mine and Bobby's, uh, you'll really like mine and Isaac's because we just fuck around the entire time. <laughs> Well, it's not up there yet. I don't see it. The last it's, one I see gonna, is Randy's. It, yeah, it comes out um, next week, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then okay. yours yours is going to come out like 10 weeks from now. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah, that's the backlog. <laughs> that's my backlog right now. <laughs> so you've been working on this for a while, but you just slowly get the content out to your uh-huh. minimal viewers. Exactly. Should I just like throw them all out all at once? That would be hilarious. Just 
like blow up your your yeah, podcast yeah. page and everyone's like, oh my gosh. But it's probably, you know, better and more consistent to have every week. Yeah. It also like helps me to to have a backlog. Yeah. I uh, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't do any recording last week. So see then it works out. If you're like ten weeks out, then you could just be like, well, you know, two weeks, I'm gonna not do that. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And then you just load the other ones in. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think I'm honestly, I think I'm using this podcast to get out of isolation because <laughs> I'm well, so susceptible to isolation. Yeah, that's totally fair, dude. Like yeah. that, especially because you're in New York now. So they're very much like stay in your building and don't leave, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buildings, movies and buildings are start, are going to start opening up though in this week. So hopefully okay. I'll be able to have more things to do especially having a gym because having a gym is so nice having mm-hmm. a gym to go to. so where are you living now so i was going to be living in brooklyn uh-huh. i found a place and everything I, I put in the deposit and then last minute my grandma's like brandon you can just stay here and save money and i'm like why didn't you just say that <laughs> So I got a refund, and now I'm in Staten Island with my grandma. But Staten Island, where is that? I'm going to go to Google Maps. Stat, so Staten Island is north from Nam- Manhattan or okay. something like that. Maybe maybe, maybe east from Manhattan. It's, it's a ferry away to Manhattan. I'll just say that. It's a ferry away. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I had to Google it. <laughs> I've heard I've heard the name, but I, I I don't know over there. Yeah, nobody cares about Staten Island, <laughs> <laughs> dude. This Staten. is crazy. You zoom out and like, there's a little pinpoint marker of where you are, Staten Island, and all the way on the other side of the United States in freaking Northern California, Shasta County, Redding is where I am. Yes, I and know I, we're talking to each other. I'm we're tra- we're time traveling right now. I'm I'm dude. in the past and you're in the future. Well, hold on. Which perspective? Oh gosh, you're right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> in the future. You're in the past. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh man, dude. I was thinking about like because I was talking to some. I don't remember who it was, but I was talking to someone about. Uh, I was about U Prep when I was at U Prep, and I was uh-huh. like, "Yeah, I went there to play baseball." And then I remembered like. Okay, I don't mean to be rude. I don't remember if I've said this or anything or not. But, like, when we played baseball, um, it I always remember, like, whenever we do our running exercises, and I always remember you would be, like, near the back, but then, like, you'd hit, get a hit, and you'd be, like, the fastest one around the race at the bases. <laughs> and, like, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm lazy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I only run when I'm motivated to. I only run when the game is on the line, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Sprinting is a lot different. I can lose my stamina through sprinting and just as fast as I'll lose my stamina from running. So, long distance. It's true. (laughs) And ironically, I've turned into a runner. I, I started running a lot. Oh, did you? Yeah. Getting getting blisters on my toes and everything oh that's always fun yeah i need new running shoes (laughs) yeah that's a 
telltale sign that you need new running shoes. Yeah. Or, you know, it might be my running form because I'm duck-footed. So what is that? Be- is that your feet are out or in? Like your out. toes, I mean. They're out? They're out, yeah. Oh, okay. So, because, like, my blisters are only on, like, my big toe. <laughs> so when you when I'm running oh. out, a lot of the pressure is on my big toe. That's probably why. It's probably because you're pushing off so hard with your big toe. Yeah, my form. It's just my form, honestly. Yeah. I have a my friend. He's like a marathon runner, and he's been giving me a lot of tips. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. My goal is in three or two to three years, I I can run a marathon. That's the goal. Dude, that would be nuts. And you're in New York. At least right I'm, now you are. You oh can yeah, that, that I can run the Boston Marathon or the. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. No, there's the Boston Marathon, and then there's another one, the Brooklyn, I don't know, the Manhattan. I thought there was one in New York. Maybe there I'm is one in New York. Ball. I don't know what it's called though. I just know the Boston Marathon. That's the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Everybody talks about the Boston Marathon. They don't talk about the New York Marathon. Why would you want to do the New York one when I, Boston's right there? Dude, okay, so low-key, one of my goals is to be able to run run the entire five boroughs of New York. I'd like to do that. The the, the what? The five boroughs. Of, so New York City has five boroughs. They call them boroughs, like five oh, sections. Oh, like sec- Okay. Yeah, so Staten Island's one of the boroughs. There's Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx. Okay. Yeah. So would you run that all in one go? No, no. Okay. Because that would be nuts. Like imagine that like you're tracking is... that and then you like yeah. go from one end of New York all the way to like, you know, or Long Island or in New York <laughs> as well. But like, that'd be nuts. Yeah. One of the things I'm excited for, so I my work is literally two minutes away from the Manhattan Bridge. So okay. I'm really excited to like start running the Manhattan Bridge after work that's gonna be really fun oh dude that'd or maybe be even before work hopefully they, they can do that no that would be stupid because if i was to work out before work i wouldn't have anywhere to shower <laughs> well i mean you could always jump in the the river yeah that's a good was idea it the hudson river yeah, that, yeah the hudson no, river i don't know if it's the hudson river here maybe it is you might be right you might be right I'm I'm looking at a map. Oh, okay, fine. It's the Hudson River. Well then, okay, you're right. <laughs> you, you could just start out with that. <laughs> oh wait, unless it's on the other side of that, then it'd be the I, East River. Oh, the East River. Yeah. The one between the one between Staten Island and Manhattan. Oh, uh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Uh, Where is again? I gotta look at that again. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Probably someone in New York or someone listening to this like has been there and they're like, dude, this idiot in Redding, California, Hickville, <laughs> doesn't know. They're <laughs> like face palming themselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I gotta look it up now. I wanna know. Oh, oh, it's right there. It's the East River. Ha! Ooh, look at you. Got it. Smart Google again. Holy cow. I remember so going back to the baseball. Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, you would say a joke, like, all the time, and you would think it was the funniest thing ever, and nobody else was laughing. <laughs> and, 
and I just felt sorry for you. I was like, I'm gonna laugh with you. You felt I sorry for me. I did because I wanted. To, I was like, I want to find it funny like you do, but I don't. And everybody's just looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> I was. That was something I was always jealous of you though, because like you, you found your own joy. You found your own way to to be, you know happy <laughs> and I, was like, I, I want that i mean it was contagious but it was also like uh, not foreign. enough you weren't laughing it was it was just foreign <laughs> to a lot of the people honestly <laughs> there were uh, so many there were so many people who didn't like you though because you were a first baseman and like there were so many people who wanted to be first base wait seriously i did not yeah. know that yeah it's because you were left first base because you were left-handed yeah, because you're left-handed, everyone's like he's he's gonna be first base because he's left-handed. Like that's just the best, ide- most ideal thing to have for a first baseman. Uh-huh. And then they would start comparing themselves to you. He's like, I should be playing that. Look at the way that he just missed that grounder. And I'm like, you guys, it's it's <laughs> like what? I don't like you have no control of it. I'm sorry. Stop complaining. <laughs> well, I was it- I. It's probably a good thing that I I, I wasn't aware of that stuff because I think at that point in life I would have been crushed by that. I know, I know, and I felt sorry for you. I was like, man, because I thought you were aware of it. So now that I know you were, (laughs) man, dude, I felt so bad. I'm like, dude, this guy gets so much trash, and like, how is he still happy? (laughs) Oh, it's because I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I know. Ignorance is bliss. It (laughs) is. Uh, oh no that's that's still very much how i am today like i will say something and in my head it's completely funny mm-hmm. but to everyone else they they look at me like what what what, <laughs> what did you just say yeah. why did you like there's just like that doesn't make sense and i'm laughing <laughs> hysterically but then i've learned to like what makes it even funnier to me or more funny whatever the proper term is um mm-hmm. what makes it even better there you go is uh, the fact that like when I'm like in that moment laughing and then it like I can read it through facial expressions and body language that they don't know what the heck I'm talking about or like why it's <laughs> funny it makes it even better I, <laughs> so okay. I laugh harder I can only imagine your thought process with that <laughs> there's like there's two different there's like two things happening that's really funny at the same time and uh-huh. it just makes it that much funny <laughs> Cause, that's so good and then they get even more confused <laughs> and then it makes it even better to me i'm that guy who's completely aware of that and would be laughing with you and then everybody else would just think we're both crazy <laughs> i've had that happen a lot of times my um there was this time where i mean we were we were playing a group game together with like a with a group me and my brothers mm-hmm. and and me and my me and my brother like instantly connected on a on just like a joke that we both um we both thought of but didn't verbally say it just like through nonverbals we like we saw it and we just both of us just laughed because we <laughs> we were just laughing hysterically and everybody else was like lost and confused like why are you guys laughing <laughs> they're like you freaking idiots what are you doing i know exactly <laughs> Those I can are, imagine. Go those ahead. Are those are 
I was just saying, those are some of the best moments. Like, yeah, <laughs> everyone else is so confused. <laughs> the, the inside jokes. Do you know? Seriously, though, like I, I remember uh, at church when you would do something like that, and or no, they're like multiple times, not just church, but like you would you would say a joke, and you'd be laughing, and everybody else is like trying to laugh with you, but they don't understand it. Like you can see, and they're nonverbals. <laughs> And, and me, I'm like, I my nonverbals say I'm I'm not confused, but I, and I think it's funny, but it's not funny enough for me to laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I feel bad, and then it looks like I'm confused, but I just feel bad that I'm not laughing with you, and then you're just the only one laughing. <laughs> so what you're saying is you you wish to be a sympathy laugher, but you can't. Uh, I exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I can be a sympathy laugher. If you like have autism, I'll laugh with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, in order to, so if I was trying to get a sympathy laugh from you in eighth grade at U prep, I had to be. A kid <laughs> yeah, no, 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 with autism, like Max, like Max. <laughs> Do you remember Max? Um, yes, I remember Max. Dude, I actually tried to look look up look him up on Facebook or something. I was like, what happened to this kid? Like he was pretty smart. I wonder if he's like Zuckerberg status now, cause because he was actually pretty intelligent, just like very socially socially awkward. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be friends with him. I mean, okay, so I, I saw that and I feel like I felt bad about it in the moment. And I still feel bad about it because I'm like, there there's more I could have done to be friends with him. But then it was also like, I I didn't know what I do now back then, so it's like mm-hmm. I didn't quite know how to to like best interact with someone like that. You know, it's like it always it yeah, gets to a point you're like, well, this is awkward, and like one of you awkwardly walks away, like that's <laughs> how it worked out. Yeah, but I now mean, you work with autistic kids. Uh, there are two in my class. Yes, there are two in my class, and they are hilariously so zoned in on minecraft it's so funny dude speaking of minecraft i want i want to start a server with the boys and um and beat beat the game like an ender ender dragon beat the ender okay have you done that before yeah i uh dragon a long time ago i have okay you'll be the second person in our party to have beaten the ender dragon the rest of us have not Who's the first, Randy? Uh, I invited one of my friends from Simpson. Okay. Because I just I think it'd be really fun to have multiple people playing. Yeah. At the same time. So. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, sweet. So next week we're gonna start. We're starting like five o'clock your guys' time. Uh, what what day? Saturday. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I should be good. Cool. I hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um brandon so brandon will be on i'll be on you isaac josh randy Zana, um my friend tommy and then my brother bradley okay and then later today i'm gonna talk to my other brother tyler invite him but he doesn't like minecraft so mm. we'll see and also he doesn't have he doesn't have a console to play on because one of our xboxes broke Oh, <laughs> I know it sucks. So, and it wasn't even my Xbox that broke. And so I gave, so I gave Tyler my Xbox mm-hmm. 
and then my brother Brett, our, our brother Bradley, stole that Xbox and switched it with his. <laughs> Xbox was the one that broke. <laughs> wow! I know he got cucked. My brother Tyler got cucked by your other brother. By the other brother. That's dumb. <laughs> you have your Xbox. <laughs> yeah, he oh. took Xbox because Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft is on my Xbox. <laughs> wow that's, uh, that's shitty yeah <laughs> that was my brothers for me for you <laughs> dude that's one thing like just thinking out on that like i'm the youngest of siblings and then mm-hmm. like my sister's two years older than me but my brother is oh gosh was it four, he's 14 years older than me <laughs> no 16 years older than me um and like i never had those a lot of those moments with siblings of like you know like you just you do something like that like you swap out the xbox don't tell them and then years of them actually breaks like i never had moments like that yeah so it kind of feels like you were the younger child or the only child is what you're saying um not so much felt like I was the only child. I was like my sister and I weren't really super close until we got into high school, and then we got closer uh, to what our relationship is now. But like, we would never go around like playing pranks on each other. Or, like, oh, I didn't yeah. have those super close friends of like, you know, you go out at and like throw rocks at a mean store owner that kicked you out for you know something stupid like that like i didn't have those moments a lot um, they're, they're nice moments they're really nice moments i won't i won't tell you some stories to make you more jealous but... no i'm not jealous i was just saying tell oh, the okay, stories okay. go away like I, er, well, I mean, go like, ahead not go away don't go away but like <laughs> go, away. go ahead like um me and my brothers bonded through jonas brothers so <laughs> we know like the first album by heart the first album of Jonas Brothers by heart. Um, and then, and so like, so I don't know, it was like 10, 10 years later, Jonas Brothers are, are like back and we, we get drunk on my, uh, on my, my uh, graduation, like the day before my graduation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we didn't have a car because we were all drunk. We didn't have a DD. <laughs> And we walked all the way back home singing Jonas Brothers while drunk. Oh my goodness. So that was a story. That's a story. I love that. (laughs) That was a day, dude. That was a day. But yeah, that really, that really taught me what it looked like to have brothers. Honestly, it's like, I didn't know what it, I didn't know what it looked like to, to like be with my brothers, Mm -hmm. like post, you know, post teenage angst. Because teenage age, the sibling rivalry was just hormonal and testosterone heavy, and yeah. now that we're adults, we're like, we we don't con- we like we connect through our similarities, our hobbies now. Um, mm-hmm. We don't like we don't get angry at each other because we're more mature, and I just didn't know what that looked like until you know I started drinking. <laughs> I was like, I just want to connect with you guys. Um, so yeah, my brothers don't like vulnerability. So that's the hardest thing. Cause like, you know me, I love vulnerability. I love authenticity. Well, 
outwardly you hate vulnerability. What do you mean? Tell me what that means. Because, like, you'd be like, guys, I don't want to say this. <laughs> Shit, I gotta say this. So, like, you don't want to do it, but you love doing it. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Because I'm so aware of how much I hate it, but I'm also uh-huh. aware of how much I need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to tell you that I have an addiction. But here I am telling you because I need to. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I know it'll make me feel better if I tell you. Yeah, that's pretty much how it works out. That's how it works. <laughs> some yeah. people don't think. Some people think that's um, useless. They don't think that's helpful. <laughs> what being aware? Being yeah, that's what it is. I, my my statement, you know, like ignorance is bliss. My statement is self awareness is bliss. Mm. I can see that. Although, I I I can understand that. We'll put it that way. I can understand <laughs> that for you. For me, <laughs> self awareness is definitely nice. I don't know if it's bliss though, because then you get in those moments, you're like. I, uh, I know what I need. I don't want to go ask that. That's terrifying. I've never done that before. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, you would scream and rip your hair out. And well, yeah, but you know, what's good for you. That's the whole point of self-awareness. You begin to learn what's good for you and you continue mm-hmm. to fall. You continue to create habits and consistencies that say, this is because I'm self-aware of, of what I need. This is what I continually want to do for myself in order to find bliss so, like, yeah, it's a struggle, but at the same time, you're on your way to becoming more joyful. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the philosophy. Yeah. No, it definitely – that's how it works out. Like, the more you work at it, obviously, the more you're going to get what you need, and you're going to step into that. But it's, like, it, it's so hard at times to just be like, well, this is what I've always done. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, that doesn't work. And then you're like, well, I got to go do this. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, like, like something dramatic happens in your life and you'd always go to this one friend, but they always just make you, like, you talk to them. are like, awesome. I, I told them everything. But then it's like, they make you feel like crap for feeling that way or whatever. And you're like, wow, cool. My feelings weren't validated. But, you know, like, going to someone else, they'll actually do that. But then... They'll also be like point you in the right direction, like, hey, go maybe look at it this way. It's hard to like take that shift. Yeah. It like, is. Just, just changing up your routine. Mm-hmm. Just, Do you know uh the theory of plasticity and flexibility? Uh that sounds familiar, but I don't remember it. I don't know. I I'm pretty sure it's a psychological case study. So um flexibility and plasticity, this uh the psychologist or this person who did a case study on change and like people's ability to like find happiness. Um, they've concluded that a lot of people um, who find themselves unhappy is because they, they've created a routine or a, a video channel or not a video channel, a recording in their mind that says, these are the things that will, con- well, that'll give you stability. That'll give you consistency. And, um, these are the things that will keep you flexible instead of um, and like give you a rhythm within the moments of life, right? 
And uh, what they concluded though is that flexibility um, can create complacency, it can create numbness, it can create um, isolation from intimacy because you're constantly doing the same things that give you, uh, what's the word? <clears throat> that give you like a, a, a facade of reality, I guess. Um, Hmm. because it's 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 inside of a reality that you created it inside of yourself instead of what reality looks like am i making sense so basically just like kind of like creating a, a schema of like what works best for you yeah but it's and like whatever's <clears throat> easiest essentially yeah, exactly you most safe in that moment and you just take it to everything because you're like this is awesome and then right you get into another scenario or like different life situation. You're like, yeah, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to smash this round peg into the square hole over here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Or like, yeah, like you find that a lot in type A personalities. You find that a lot in, you know, people who have day-to-day jobs, um, bankers, um, just people like that. Like, or yeah. And then the psychologist has concluded though, the key to finding, um, the key to finding growth, the key to finding um, change, the key to finding um, more excitement in your life <clears throat> is this term called plasticity. And what plasticity is, is this motion of change where things, you, you break cycles that you've created in order to, um, to fit in the mold of your own, your own small world or society that you created in your reality. And, and what that typically looks like is not just taking responsibility for change, but also um, letting that change be, uh, letting that change happen. Yeah. Hmm. And so, so like, uh, as long as you're continuing to, to find, to like, to experience change, as long as you're continuing to, to find ways to like, for lack of a better word, fix yourself. You're going to find more excitement. You're going to find more energy. You're going to find more. Um, you're going to f- feel more alive um, through that process. That's the, that's, the, I, I guess it's a theory. I'm pretty sure it's a theory, but yeah. I'm, I'm also pretty sure it's a psycho, it's like a psychology case study because this person. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> but yeah, that's the, that's where, so where I'm going with that is the whole self-awareness thing. Like, and like our, our topic of, uh, of going through changes, like almost forcing yourself to, to do things that you would typically not want to do because you know, it's good for you. That's the whole process of plasticity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Guess where I got that from? Where? Uh, I, I got it from a Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> Good old Jim Carrey. Good old Jim Carrey. Good old Jim Carrey. <clears throat> oh, so hi. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, it's it, back to like vulner, like with the whole vulner, being vulnerable thing. Like sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable, especially if you're intimidated by someone being so vulnerable. Mm. Does that make sense? 
Like uh, yes and no, like because because oh. the, the the term intimidating can go so many ways when it comes to vulnerability. Like, so one of my friends, she is like totally okay with being vulnerable. Like, not that she wants to do it, but she's at the point that it's like, well, I know I need to process this, so I'm just gonna let you know how I feel. And can I guess who it is? You could. If you... Do I know who it is? Uh, she went to Simpson. I know exactly who you're talking about, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see that. Like, yeah, I can totally see that. Because like yeah. we were, we were friends. We were actually friends. Like uh-huh. at was going to U Prep. Wait, wait, wait. What? Are we thinking wait. of the same person? I don't. When. She was at U Prep. No, she didn't go to U Prep when I was going to U Prep. Oh, I thought you said when she was at U Prep. I'm like, I don't think she was. At no, U-Prep. when but I yeah. was going. To yeah, that may- I think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, she'll just be like, "Hey, so I don't want to say this, but I need to, and I really need this right now, and this made me feel that way." And I'm like, "Wow." That's uh, a lot. <laughs> not, I mean, not that it's a lot, not in a bad way, but it's just like, wow, I'm not used to this. Like, that's the best way I can. Does she it. remind you of me? In a way, yeah. She but... was like, we're so alike. And I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, you are, you are kind of though. It's, yeah. But it's intimidating because it's like, Wow. I'd love to be able to do that. And then I take it as a challenge and then I'm intimidated by that challenge. <laughs> it's, it's like I think <laughs> when you say intimidated, it makes me think of scared, but you don't sound scared. You sound more like anxious, overwhelmed. I don't know what the no, word no, is. It's definitely is. scared. Is it scared? Yeah. <laughs> like right. I don't mind being open, but I'm I'm open to an extent like how okay so how I've realized if you want to go deeper into this um how I've realized I make friendships is like I kind of start off at a certain point I kind of like test the waters kind of see where the other person's at so Uh if you think of it this way like if you're on a beach all right and you're standing like there's a line in the sand and you're standing on it like the starting point Okay, uh-huh. and then down at the other end of the beach, say okay, so just say it's fifty feet away. Mm-hmm. There's another line, so that's the extent of my friendship. Like that's everything that I can give is if I went from zero to fifty. Okay, it's like the shoreline <laughs> <laughs> when there's this vast sea where like Bailey can live, and you're like, nope, you can only hit the shoreline. <laughs> well, like. I, I'm just using that as an example. So it's like I'm gonna find a boat now. I'm gonna I'm gonna rent a boat in your <laughs> ocean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna live there. Okay, I'm gonna deep dive that ocean, and and you're gonna be like, Brent, I'm scared. I'm like, it's okay. You're with me, and and then we're gonna get a gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll switch up the analogy then. So we're on the beach, okay, okay, okay. staring at the ocean. Right. And then out in the ocean, okay, that's the extent of my friendship. If you want to put it that way, if you like okay. that way better, okay. <laughs> so, okay. 
so that's how far I'll go for someone. But okay. then in order to test out the waters of like becoming friends with them and getting to know them, I kind of read where they're at, like kind of where they want to start. It's like, okay, do you want to start sitting on the beach as friends? Or do you want to start with your toes in the water as friends? Or are you just going waist deep in oh, yeah. the waters? Like We're going deep diving. <laughs> yeah, see, that's you. That's totally how you start. You'd be like, all right, I went to this boat. I got scuba gear. We're going to go see them turtles. And we're going to see them barnacles. Like, and then that's what that, you'll do. I'm going to ask you on a date. And we're going to get married. But, like, so that's how, like, that's how I'll start friendships. I kind of see where someone's at. And then I stay there until either I kind of start pushing it forward. And then they respond to actually, like, so if I'm, like, say you and I start off our friendship sitting on the beach of, like, very surface level, you know, like, like making sand castles. Like, yeah, like that was all our friendship was. We're just talking about League and other video games. Then, like, if I was like, "Hey, I want this to go more," I'd be like, I'd drop something like, "Hey, uh, like you know, something minor of like, hey, I think I like that girl." Like to me, that's very vulnerable. Like that's more vulnerable than we have been about video games. Mm-hmm. And then that's like, okay, cool. We stood up and like put our toes in the water. And if you don't stand, like, if you don't reciprocate it, reciprocate that in like either how you receive it or sharing something else. And in my head, I'm like, okay, he still wants to sit down at the at on the beach. That's where mm-hmm. we're gonna stay right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're all about boundaries. Yeah, but I'm it's not, not like I'm all about no. passing. <laughs> you're just like, hey, we got a ski boat. <laughs> Hey, I'm going surfing today. You want to come? <laughs> We're going to ride these waves of emotion. You want to ride oh, it yeah. with me? It's like, hey, I don't have boundaries. You want to have no boundaries with me? That's basically <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> so, like, to me, it's it's that's the intimidating part. When, like, if I haven't established that with someone in the sense of, like, say we started off sitting on the beach and then, like, then we stepped into the water. And then we went, like, ankle deep. Then, like, knee deep. Then waist deep. And then now we're actually swimming in the water. Like, going through that whole process. If mm-hmm. I haven't done that, then when someone just jumps and dives in, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, like you, you just skipped, like, nine tiers of my friendship with you. Like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> you think you're that special? Okay. <laughs> Well, like, to me, because then I'm like, I don't know if I can be safe doing the same thing. Mm. Like, that's where that comes from. Like, I, 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 the, the buildup of that relationship is like getting to the point that when you jump in, it's like, I know I'm safe. I know if I start drowning, you're going to come in and save me. Yeah. And then like, whereas if I met someone else and they're ankle deep and I'm like, I'm going to jump in and I start drowning. They're like, yeah, I can't go that into that water. Then I just I'm just left out there, and I I'm like, okay, cool. I can't trust you. Like next time, like does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. So uh, that's how I I realized that's how I've seen relationships, and that's how I've built my relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of trippy. So you base your relationships off of information of previous encounters. Yes. I think I think everybody does that. I mean, I do that too. So like, I'll 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 come in strong and be like, hey, I don't have any boundaries. And then when somebody puts boundaries on me, it's like, oh, okay, I don't want to be friends with this person. 
You're telling me I can't go tuna fishing? Well, I want to go tuna fishing. I'm scared yes. you. I'm going to go to a different ocean. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be vulnerable with me. But I've gotten better, okay? It's so like I've, I've, I've been okay with, with boundaries now. Specifically uh-huh. when there's like when there are people in my life where I really want to connect with. Mm-hmm. And I respect those boundaries because that also like I could, I could still advance my way toward vulnerability with this person. Um, that's how I find myself like pursuing relationships a lot. I'll like, I'll, I'll sit in the sands with a girl. I'll like, just like play with them the entire time. Mm-hmm. I want to, it's like, that goes to like the investment thing. I, I'll, I'll, I'll invest in this. If this mm-hmm. means that I want to go scuba diving with you, you know, in six months. <laughs> secretly you bought the tickets to do it and you're like okay i just gotta slide it into that sand castle so they see them. yeah yeah there was a girl i was i mean i wasn't seeing but i was interested in mm-hmm. and and like she was she was like 100 with me the entire time and i'm like oh my gosh i'm so attracted to you was that the one that you sat with me in my car to call them no, that was a girl I was actually ending up, like, she ended up being my girlfriend. That was the okay. girl. Um, That's right. Yeah. Okay. How did that play out? I never, like, we never really talked about it afterwards. I know. I wanted to talk with you after, like, I wanted to talk with you, but you were just so busy. I mean, I was busy, too. I was finals and Simpson and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not with her, obviously, because I'm in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I could still be with her. We could do long distance. I could do long distance. I think I could do long distance because I'm so introverted. That's fair. I don't know if I could. I'm more extroverted. You're more extroverted. Yeah. I could well, do. I could do it. I like because like it's basically being single, except now you don't have to worry about. <laughs> now you don't have to worry about finding somebody because you're not actually single. So. <clears throat> I could definitely see how that could be taken wrong. <laughs> to some girl, if some girl listened to that. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like being single, but you don't have to worry about being single. They'd be like, oh, that's all it is. Like, that, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, I just, that's how it played well, out in my head. Okay. If, if a girl was to think, if like, if I'm with a girl who thought that way, I wouldn't want to be with her anyways, because like my, my whole desire in a relationship is, is to love somebody with their own autonomy through their own autonomy, mm-hmm. not with like our, our relationship, but like my admiration, my, my respect, my, my desire to honor that person. Um, mm. And that's, that's not like, that's not in, in a desire to be with that person. That's in a desire to love that person. And so like, if I was in a relationship long distance, I would find somebody who would, who would respect my own autonomy and, and is like, well off with their own autonomy as well and like mm-hmm. we're together because we want to share that autonomy eventually in person but we're just like not doing it now i could totally see you when you get married to just be like you and your significant other of just like sitting on this couch on two opposite ends for like an entire weekend reading different books or like drinking tea or like you know just doing stuff like that and then you like you go back to work and then like your coworker asks like hey how was your weekend you're like oh it was such a great weekend i spent a lot of time with my 
my wife. And, it's like, mm-hmm. and you tell them what you did, and they're like, what? Spending time with her? <laughs> like, because to a lot of people, that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. That's quality time to me, dude. That's quality time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm with, uh, I'm with my grandma, and I mean, I don't know where she feels, but like, I'm literally just sitting on the couch on my phone or like reading my book or writing in my journal and and she's like watching her tv program and it's just joy she's joy when i'm doing that with her so Mm. (coughs) what were we getting at what were we talking about talking about vulnerability your ability to like gauge boundaries i i can learn that from you because i did i can't do that I I cannot gauge boundaries. I'm just like I'll do I'll 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 like I'll I'll share my boundaries as in like I don't have any boundaries and mm. I kind of just expect the person to communicate their boundaries like after that. It's like hey, actually that's not something I want. I'm like thanks for saying something. Now I just now we're not now we don't have to be friends. I'm like I'm just going to go to the next person. <laughs> that's happened a lot though. That's happened a lot mm-hmm. previously, yeah. I remember you saying that with certain people, like sometimes when you're at Simpson or like other places, you'd be like, yeah, I did this. I said I didn't like that. So I, I stopped hanging out with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. That's what happens. You know, um, I, was, I was just thinking like that, that honestly was probably like me. So like, because you expect people to communicate their boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then for me, it's it's it. Sometimes it's hard to. A lot of the time, it's hard to. But also not know knowing if that relationship's safe enough to to do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably been a detriment sometimes to our relationship of just between you and I of just like how how certain things have played out. And I'm like, I just literally you're saying that I'm like, oh shoot, that's probably a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I just expect you to communicate boundaries, and you're like, um, I'm not safe to I... communicate those boundaries. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, then you're like... I'm scared to share those boundaries. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you scared? Just share them with me, and then we can move on. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably how it played out. Uh, no, that is how certain things played out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't feel like. What is, so what do you mean you don't feel safe though? Like you don't feel like it'll come out the way where you won't feel emotionally exhausted? Um, more so. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. But emotional exhaustion is going to come from any form of being vulnerable. But more so along the lines of uh, I don't know how to word it yet. Hold on. spiritual piercing (laughs) (laughs) um i think it's more so with being um like like i said with the whole like buildup of trust in the relationship like i'm not gonna Mm. i'm not gonna ask someone to you know well how would i like the only example I got was like, okay, so so I went to the Grand Canyon 
Mm-hmm. Well, been, went to a big long road trip, and one of the stops was the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. That looked really fun, dude. It was it was a lot of fun, but like for me, if I just met someone, and I was totally okay with walking out and sitting on one of those cliff edges, and they weren't, if we don't have any relational equity, I'm not going to ask them to go out there and do that. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So like, even though I'm okay with doing that, I will sit with them on the bench behind the railing if that's what they're going to need. Mm-hmm. And then, or like, if that's where they're at right there. Mm-hmm. And for someone who's like, hey, I want to go, like, say the roles were reversed. I, I was the one wanting to sit on that bench behind the railing. And you were like, yeah, I need to, I want to go out there and like dangle my toes over the edge. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And if I I'm see. not. If I if I don't know how to communicate that, and I feel like it's gonna look that like, wow, you're you're really weird. Not that you would do that, but like, just uh, I general. totally would do that. <laughs> yeah, I know you would, but like, but like people in general are not always the nicest to things like that. Yeah, they, they don't always respond the like in a way to like validate feelings and in a way to be like, hey, it's okay where you're at. I'm gonna go experience this, but I'm gonna come back. Does that make sense? Like a yeah. lot of times, people will will they're like okay i see why you don't want to do that then they'll go do what they want to do and then like they don't come back and meet you where you're at again mm-hmm. and that's what i mean by the safety is like it doesn't feel or i guess not safety basically valued that's a better way to put it mm-hmm. <clears throat> wanted maybe to me, that's part of valued. Being like, wanted. To be valued is to be wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I value I value all my friends equally. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying sorry for that? Um. I don't know because it makes me I feel like I feel a little bad that I don't have anybody where I'm like you are my number one actually I do have that person except that person is um (laughs) that person is in our in our friend group so that's probably why I feel bad then (laughs) <laughs> I don't have to feel bad about that. I don't know why I feel bad. Why do I feel bad? I say sorry. Why do I say sorry? I've, I okay. I say sorry because I want to be a better friend, and I want to be, and I want to like value people more, but I don't. And that's the truth. That's just the truth. And I think that's be, just one of the ways that I try to protect myself from expectations, um, because like the whole trust thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I still don't I don't think I have I've only have one one or two people in my life where I can where I've had fully trusted them. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's probably just, that's probably why <clears throat> like you have maybe it's a it's like a a backstory or or upbringing kind of thing like you you know the the depths of trust and for me, I just like, I've only experienced it with one or two people, probably, probably only one person in my life. And I just, 
yeah, I just don't have that. Like I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of, and that's why I have a lot of friends because I, I don't put a lot of trust in them and they don't put a lot of trust in me. And so we live in this life of just like, you know, experiencing each other without having to like be completely attached with each other. And I think that's healthy, honestly. Mm. For, for me, it's healthy for me. Because if I was to put, if I was to find that person to put like all my trust with, like, I just have, I just put expectations on them. And I don't, and to me, for me, I feel like expectations just create so much, so much more problems than, um, I don't know, benefits. Cause like I did that with you guys, with the boys, you know, mm-hmm. I put a lot of expectations on you guys and, and, and you guys didn't want to fulfill them and I had to go find them somewhere else and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. So it's, it's always, it just goes back to expectations. That's why I, I feel sorry because I don't have the capacity to trust people. <laughs> I don't I have think, the trust. Go ahead. Uh, I haven't quite formulated it. Keep talking. <laughs> Um, that when that's it, like I, uh, and like it's, I don't think it's a bad thing because I could, I still trust people. Like, I don't have trust issues, I just don't have the form of intimacy that says I completely trust you, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole safe thing. And maybe I, that's my thing. Like, the only thing I can feel safe is the only way I can feel safe is being in control of my own, my own choices. and my choices revolve around the, the desire to discover plasticity, desire to, to discover vulnerability, um, authenticity, because those are the things that I've actually created trust with. Like these things I can expect to find results from. Whereas, you know, people, people are really hard to um, be that love, like, find that level of intimacy with because I don't know. Nobody's chosen me except for one person. So. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Like I was listening, but I was formulating a thought as well. No, you're good. But I, I can definitely see that. And that is something I struggle with too, especially someone choosing me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was thinking about was like with the whole expectation thing <clears throat> talking about with like especially with the boys and everything of like how how like you had expectations on us but we didn't meet them and then you had to go find it somewhere else like that's not a bad thing like you were no. getting you had to go get what you needed and I can't yeah. fault anyone for that. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I'm, I'm really stri- like striving to kind of train my brain around is like expectations in the sense of expectations on the person or expectations on the relationship. Mm. And the difference is like expectations on the person is like, okay, I want to trust you. I need to know you're trustworthy. 
and putting expectation on the person is like, okay, in order for me to know that you're trustworthy, you have to handle this this way or like in mm-hmm. a way that I'm thinking of it versus yeah. expectation on the relationship of like having the expectation of like, okay, I need this to be a trustworthy. I need you to be trustworthy. However, that works out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So not saying that's what you were doing, but I just started thinking about that. Like that's where my brain went of like, so then have a really dumb example of like, if you asked me to go cut down a tree and an expectation on the relationship way would be, or on the person way, sorry, would be like, you say, Hey, go cut down the tree. But in your head, I'm going to use an ax. Okay. But if I went and got a chainsaw and cut it down, you'd be like, that's not what I was wanting. How dare you? Um, And then versus expectation on the relationship of like, Hey, go cut down that tree. And then however I did it would be okay. Like I got it done. I did what Mm -hmm. you asked, but I did it in my own way. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yes and yes and no. Cause I don't think I can understand the, the, the concept of, or I guess like the difference, like, I don't think, or maybe like, I, I, I do understand. I just don't think that I did. I do that. Like, I don't think I expect somebody to use an ax when they can use a chainsaw. No, no, I wasn't saying you do that. That was just my I know. thought. I, 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 that, what you said. that was what my thought was going. I was like, do I do that? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you do that. And you're very aware of that. Mm-hmm. And which is definitely very good for you. For me, it, it's like a I kind of I post process a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, like pre process or post process. Post. Okay. Like I I will. Like say I, I interact with someone, and then on my drive home from hanging out with them, I'm like, okay, how did that go? What happened with this? Like that's just kind of what I do. I don't know to kind of categorize and process all that information so and then and then go back and be like okay so now is this person trustworthy (laughs) honestly yes (laughs) because if something happens and i say i'm vulnerable and then it's met with like haha you're a jerk but like there's two ways i can go like a joking that's like actually meant to be like hurtful versus joking that's meant to just Mm -hmm. make light heart lighthearted situation out of it mm. like i can yeah. respond to the lighthearted situation because i can pick up on that attention but if it's meant to be hurtful i'm like cool i'm i know i can't trust you with that stuff anymore mm-hmm. um so but yeah that that whole like expectation thing that's just because i've done that i've i've expected people to to act a certain way to be trustworthy without realizing how they're acting is them being trustworthy, how they know to, and it is trustworthy, but it's not how it fit into my mold. Mm-hmm. So now <clears throat> I'm learning to just be like, okay, I need to expect this out of the relationship, not specifically how the person, the person can do it. Mm-hmm. Like essentially how... expect the person to be trustworthy because that's who I'm going to let in to my life. Right. But like not expect how they do it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like being a coach of a baseball team or a coach in any sport. Like you want it like in an ideal coaching situation, you would want your kids to do like everything perfectly or the way that you you would want them to do it. But you have to. But instead of doing instead of that, you kind of have to put trust in that like player's ability 
to like get get the job done. And mm. when they don't, then you bench them. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the whole thing. All right, we're gonna go scuba diving. I don't want to go scuba diving. All right, you're benched. <laughs> All right, I'll just uh, put your I'll just put your number in my backlog. <laughs> so, yeah, can you hear that? By the way, the, the ice cream. Oh yeah, it was an ice cream truck. Oh, dude, I wish I had that. I do like I, I feel so I started listening hearing ice cream trucks here in Staten Island like every day and then I was thinking like in uh in Red Ink do we do we still have ice cream trucks like I haven't seen an ice cream truck since I was a kid they I forgot about be. them yeah that I kind of did too they yeah. used to be a thing in Red Ink but now not anymore really mm-hmm I blame Jesus. Sad. Yeah, nobody. Kids don't like going. Well, I think it's because their business relied on kids being outside. Well, now kids now play kids Fortnite and Call of Duty. And... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there's not a lot, there's not as many kids like you know. I remember, dude. I remember going outside playing ba- basketball, baseball with my brothers, riding our bikes. That was like that was a legit kid thing to do, and now it's like. Mm-hmm. Video games all the time. Now, if you play in the street, like your parents are gonna get CPS called on them. Like, what are you doing? You let them outside. <laughs> oh my gosh! Very extreme example of it, but oh my gosh, I hate that reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good talk. Yeah, I wanted to talk about two. Okay, I want I want to talk about two things with you. Okay. And then and then ask you one more thing after that. Okay. Okay. Um oh okay, anyways. So, um first thing I want to talk about is your beard. Okay? Okay. <laughs> tell me tell me your the process. Is this something that you wanted to do or is this something that just happened? Is this something that you were encouraged to do? Oh, like, like growing it out? Yeah, growing it out, bro. Like your your beard is epic. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, you need to make a beard account. You need to make a beard account on Instagram. Just pictures it's, of my beard. Yes, yes. Not even my face. Just cut off no. from like the nose down. It's just my. I beard. don't. I don't care. It just you need to make one. <laughs> Bailey's beard. Bailey's beard. Bailey's beard and company. So then you like get Randy's beard. <laughs> on it and leo's beard just like all your friends with beards just get them on that would be that'd be hilarious imagine like, the photo it. shoots <laughs> <laughs> let me just get up and close personal to your beard on, what your beard your beard i don't care about your face it's your beard <laughs> um for me it was something like it's just something that you go through and you, you know how you see all the pictures of like guys with really long beards and whatnot. And you're like, wow, at least for me in my head, I was like, I don't know if I'll be able, ever be able to do that. It's kind of patchy in areas and da, 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 da. like, you know, you kind of like pick apart your own look there. But then I was like, you know what? Like, cause I, I shaved my head. I've been bald since just before Christmas last year. 
And then I'm like, well, now's the perfect opportunity to do it. It's the only hair that I have <laughs> that's growing well on my face. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to grow it out and we're going to see what happens. Um, so yeah, I just started growing it out and then it's been a learning process of like trimming it and keeping things look even relatively and but yeah it's just trial and error and then like well let's see so yeah but dude the honestly okay (laughs) to me it's really funny of like you know how sometimes like when you talk to someone and like they're like, yeah, I take care of my beard and I do this and this. And they're like, sometimes people's reactions is like, you do that to your beard? <laughs> and then my response is like, yeah, it's hair. <laughs> it, it, it's got to get clean. got to grow. Like, so like, because I have beard oil, it, beard balm, yeah. like, beard shampoo. And it's like, it's all, it's all meant to help it grow better. Uh-huh. And I've noticed the difference of using certain ones and like which ones are better quality for my beard and whatnot. And it's not like this one's this one brand is the best. It's like mm-hmm. which one works better for your beard and which one do you like really? They mm-hmm. all pretty much do the same thing. Right. Um but I don't know, it's it's just been hilarious of like I never it's one of those moments that like you're you just get out of the shower in the morning and you're like you're, you're I have doing, a beard. Well, it's like there's that, and then like drying my beard, and then I'm like, wow, I never thought I'd be this into taking care of a beard as I'm like pulling out <laughs> my beard oil, putting it on my hand, like you know, <laughs> like it's hilarious to, for me to have that like existential moment of like, wow, <laughs> I didn't realize my life would be at this point, but okay, here we are. <laughs> but yeah, Got a beard bod. Beard bod, a beard bod. Is that what you just said? Yep, got a beard bod. So instead of a dad bod, I got a beard bod. Mm-hmm. Exactly, dude. But yeah, it was again. It was just something I wanted to do, and like, let's see what happens. And well, this is a result, and I'd love it to be like eight inches long, ten inches long, just to like you know get to that point of like a Gandalf beard. <laughs> dude are you gonna do it you're gonna you're gonna oh, be gandalf that's the goal gandalf for halloween that's the goal like i only trim my beard to make it look uniform again because certain parts grow faster than uh-huh. other parts so like on my cheeks that's like some of the slowest parts to grow yeah versus underneath my chin that's some of the fastest parts and on my neck is like really really fast you look so like uh david crowder david i don't know what he looks like oh that's what you look like. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Totally shoot that idea down because I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> right, go look him up after this podcast. Okay. okay. Um, who are listening, Bailey looks like Dave Grotto. <laughs> <laughs> Although, does he have hair on his head? I don't know, honestly. I don't think he does. <laughs> Dude, okay. So, on back to that camping trip real fast. There's okay. one, the first night we went camping. Um, first night of the trip, uh, we got our site. It is right next to that that little thing, that little booth where you pay for your campsite, like drop the money in the envelope and put it in that little box thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
and there's these five or six guys that walked up and they were filling out for their campsite. And we started talking to them and they were teachers from Chicago on their annual road trip. There's a bunch of five, five or six buddies that would rent an RV drive all the way out there. <laughs> and like, that was their annual like road trip camping. Oh, trip that's before so school awesome. started. It was I cool. It. And there's another guy. He, um, and one of the guys there, uh, part of their group, he was bald and he had a beard as well. So I was literally like my bald bearded brethren. I found them. Like I said <laughs> this to the guy and he started laughing so hard and we played uh cornhole. We had like um, a little cornhole tournament with him. I love uh, it. It was awesome. And he and I were partners. I'm like the bald guys got to be partners. Man. It was so much fun. <laughs> It was, it was a lot uh, of fun. I love it. I love those stories. So, dude, that, that was a really fun fun night for us. Mm. For me, especially. But, yeah. Man, those are, that's, one of the, that's one of the things I wanted to do before I left East Coast or the West Coast was go to, to the Grand Canyon. Oh, dude. But, it, my friend. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it, every time I look at it, like mentally or on a picture, it looks like it's a green screen. Like it's surreal. It's just weird. So surreal, yeah. It's it's but it's not gonna be it's not gonna beat Israel, okay? The, well, the wilderness in the Israel, dude. There's a there's a canyon in Israel called the Super Bowl. Okay. Because because it's basically a really large bowl of a canyon. Hmm. And it's it's bigger than than I, I think they said it was like five times bigger than the Grand Canyon. Jeez. Yeah, dude, it's huge. It was one of my favorite places to go. But yeah. It was that awesome. sounds like it was, a lot of fun. It was super fun. You know, okay. Um, you know one thing ahead. I realized? All right. Avatar. In Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. <laughs> um, remember the episode of The Great Divide? Okay. Yes. Yeah. The, um, okay, where they they're go? all... With the with Earthbender the, guide, yes, and the two tribes and yeah. the the and gang Robin going Earthbender. through the canyon. Okay, yeah. that's the that's like modeled after the Grand Canyon. Oh, okay. Granted, like, it's a lot bigger canyon in Avatar than it is in real life, but uh-huh. <laughs> like, I literally was standing at the Grand Canyon. I'm like, oh, that's where the inspiration comes from. Something <laughs> like this. Yeah. It was just nuts. That was my, that was one of my moments when I was looking at the Grand Canyon. Of like, wow. So if you ever read my book, just think of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. When I mention some of the landscape. Okay. Oh, from when you're in Israel? No, 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 no. I, I wrote oh. a book. Did you not know that? No, I knew you were writing one. I didn't know you I finished, finished it. One. Okay. You finished it. Awesome. So I'm working <laughs> on publishing it. Okay. Dude, that'd be sweet. You're you're in New York, so would that be a New York automatic New York Times bestseller? Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a Christian book, so I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I hope it that would be so cool. I mean, it's okay. It's a Christian book, but it's not explicitly Christian. Okay. You know, like like uh, C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Like with so, the Crocs of Narnia, you mean? Yeah, yeah, with Crocs. Okay, yeah. Like, but also, 
like my theology is so just wild in the book it's like it's not it's not a typical christian theology because i i mean i kind of so my my desire is to like attack postmodernism. okay um so you throw out words like postmodernism, and the the definition never sticks on me so what is it again okay so postmodernism is um basically relativism did we talk about relativism at all no that was yesterday so you know what relativism is like roughly yeah like i can i don't know right. the words but yes Rel- relativism is like basically saying that all truth all truth is relative so um you might think you might think um the you might think that love love is like the most important thing about being alive whereas somebody else would just use the word joy and it's it's a relative term or like purpose like purpose in those terms would would basically be equal so that's why they would call it relative okay right so like yes yes the purpose of to love or the purpose of life to find purpose in life is to find love that also requires joy and so like there would be people who would who would uh be okay with saying it's love there would be people who find find uh, um purpose by calling it joy um mm-hmm. that's just one example so postmodernism use it is is it well relativism is based off of postmodernism so then okay here i'll go i'll, I'll talk i'll go with this I'll, I'll i'll give you history so in history there was the modern era and that was like 1900s 20th century modern modernism like post 1800s okay so what modernism is is this um is like the post enlightenment era so uh, you know what enlightenment era is the enlightenment Again, era is throw out terms like that and the definition so, does not so matter. The, the enlightenment era is when people um decided to like excuse or like dismiss the um the 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 strength or the um the validity of religious beliefs so like the validity of the theology because it doesn't oh. because their focus their focus is on the scientific method or logical fallacies logical um arguments like mm-hmm. these are things created by humans to like put sense with the world right mm-hmm. so that's post so that's in the enlightenment era so then post enlightenment era is the modernism where people are now in a phase where all, their entire world system is based off of enlightenment based off of non-religious perspectives um, while still trying to put understanding into religious perspectives uh, religious theology okay and um you know that's where uh, p- prostitution prostitution became more acceptable that's when um you know the family household became less um desirable like being a father was not something people wanted to be anymore um atheism became really prevalent where we decided that uh, our choices are our own choices and individualism is more important than um, the security of the family, right? We're breaking down the um, constructs of religious formation okay. or, or transformation um, within, within the 1900s, okay? So because of modernism, because we started to break down um, religious traditions, and started questioning everything 
we go into postmodernism because postmodernism is basically like gender theory. It's uh, um, it's uh, woman feminism. It's uh, atheism. It's relativism. All these all these things that are happening when people are trying to create their own truths that that they believe creates wholeness for themselves. You following okay. me? Does that make yeah. sense? So that's post that, that's postmodernism. Okay. The whole idea that your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. That's that's postmodernism. So that's that's what the book is trying to do. <laughs> long story <Okay>. short. <laughs> I mean that's not everything the book is trying to do, but that's what the book that's like a really key piece about the book. So I'm like just thinking on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> when uh, when you get the concept of postmodernism, there's a lot of things that, that start to like you know connect you start to connect because for me at least. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying for me at least it's like it just it it connects a lot of dots that were like not there before when I discovered postmodernism. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I just it makes me think like so I, I said uh something to a friend about like I was having a discussion with one of my friends about Decepticons and Autobots. <laughs> and, <laughs> I love this already. <laughs> and he was like, Decepticons are the bad ones, right? And I'm like, well, technically, by our standards, yes. <laughs> well, gosh, he's, like, there. he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, think about this. There's no perspectives stop. on this. Thank you so much. <laughs> Don't make Decepticons good. <laughs> make and, the Autobots great again. <laughs> and I was, I was literally like, it in their perspective, the Decepticons were doing what was right and what they needed to do to save their planet Cybertron. And the Autobots were doing the same thing from their perspective. Like, their whole idea, they both wanted to save the planet. But the Autobots were like, we need to do it in this way to save people and save the planet. The Decepticons are like, we need to do it this way, screw everyone else, and we're going to do it this way. Like, mm-hmm. so Decepticons are like, murdering tyrants and autobots are more like i guess you could say altruistic uh yeah egalitarians yeah so it's like and he's like but the autobots are still the right ones i'm like because of our perspective because of our culture that says this is the right way (laughs) and that's a perspective does that make Uh, sense if we are in a different culture where tyranny was presented as the best way possible we would probably think that and then our perspective would be everyone needs to do this this is the right thing to do and that right. would be our perspective this so is the only way this is the way yeah one thing i said was um i'm so kind of amazed that i said it because i'm baff- i baffle myself thinking about it um <laughs> perspective is something that drives and divides the world and like when you're talking about postmodernism and like how your truth is yours, my truth is mine, and we're okay, but it's getting to the point that people are trying to force their truths on other people. Yes. And so essentially, they're trying to force their perspective on other people. 
So their perspective is a drive. It's a motivation for what they're doing. And it divides them because like, well, if we're not a part of the same thing, like screw you. Like, and I just realized like how meaty that little phrase was. Mm-hmm. That, that was what I was thinking about. And you said you're not into politics, this guy. <laughs> that wasn't political. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was political theory. Not at heart. It wasn't right. political. You're right, because we didn't talk anything about policies or, you know, the state, political state. But that's like, that's that relevant to the political climate. Oh, it definitely is. I realize that. I know <laughs> it is relevant. That's that's the kind of stuff I'm into though. Like that's why I'm into politics. I'm not into politics because I want to win the election. I'm into politics because I like when people are in conflict and there's division. Mm-hmm. Putting yeah, sense to the world. That's not the most fun thing when people are in conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what everybody says, and I'm like, ah, there's so many things that you could discover though through it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always tell my brothers, like, bro, I just want to have an argument with you. It's like, why would you want that? It's like, so I can get to know you better. And he's like, but I'm going to hate you afterwards. Like, that's on you, bro. <laughs> don't hate me. Like, <laughs> don't, don't hate me if you don't want to hate me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I want to know you more. I'm sorry. Dude, that's um, one thing I'm learning to do more is, like, have a discussion on something, on two different views, and, like, still be okay you know, like, like not let it affect my relationship with the person. Cause before like years past, it would do that. But now mm-hmm. I'm like more confident with myself and like more self-aware of things like that, that I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. I can actually sit down and have this disagreement with you. And we can talk about, it. even if we don't come to an agreement or a middle ground at the end, it's like, okay, at least I know where you're standing on that. And I know your thought process and I know more about you in the scenario. Okay. So I want conversations like that with my brother. But when I disagree with him, he doesn't give me his backing on the disagreement. He just starts attacking me. And that's what I hate about politics. Yeah. You're wrong because you did this in high school. (laughs) I'm like, wait, hold on. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I streaked across the football field at homecoming. But, like, what does that have to do with me wanting equal rights for geese? Like... Mm -hmm. We would have we would have miscommunications, misunderstandings on a definition, and then he would call. He would just like he would be so settled on like what he interpreted my definition with, and then and then because of that, he would just call me stupid the entire time. So you know nothing. Like, I, why am I having this conversation with you? You know nothing. I'm like, no, you you just don't know what I'm saying, and I don't know how you don't understand what I'm saying because I think I'm being really clear about it, but. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was so and back and to also perspective. Go back to perspective, exactly. And also <laughs> like it didn't it didn't help that we were texting and I suck at like creating discussion through text because I'm very much more a verbal person, like a verbal processor. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm a writer. <laughs> I wish. I mean that's why I did a podcast and not a blog, but yeah. Okay. Second question. Oh right, I forgot there were things. <laughs> there's two. There's two. There's two more things, and then we can play league. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, shoot, what was the question? <laughs> okay, 
oh um what is a what is what is your like love life look like recently my love life look like yeah um well how i just answer that people gonna be like wow he doesn't have one clearly like (laughs) hey man Um, honestly like it's been how do i want to sum that up not not that i haven't had a lot of exciting stuff happen um Mm -hmm. but like the past three years i've really gone through this four years four years i've really gone through this process of like really being okay with myself Mm. and especially this last year of really just like okay finding out about myself how can i take care of what i need not in a self-preservation way but just in a way of like because what I'll do looking for a relationship is like, I need somebody as opposed to, I want to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. And mm. so really retraining my brain and um, kind of, again, becoming more self-aware and then being comfortable with who I am to actually be comfortable and okay with being by myself mm, so that's and, good. yeah it, it definitely has felt really good it's like i feel like i'm at the healthiest point in my life that i've ever been um and yeah things still come up but it's like i feel like i have a better handle on how to go through them mm-hmm. now um good. but in terms of like interests or anything it's like I don't know. Like, there is one that I'm like, I could definitely, like, I could definitely do that. But it's, then it's, like, so different from what I've always, like, imagined myself being with someone. That I'm like, I don't know how I would do that. But that's a good thing. Because how I've imagined myself being with someone is, like, very codependent. Mm. And then, like, if I were to be with that person, it's like, well, uh, that can't happen. So, <laughs> yeah. No, okay. it, so I don't know if, I guess that answers it, kind of. Yeah, no, I was just, it was just, you know, that's one of the things that guys, especially when I'm with, like, good friends with a guy, is something I always like to, to catch up on. So you, you always do like to do that. I do. It's a, it's a guy <laughs> thing. Obviously. I mean, it is. I agree with it. I just never had to put it into words. Like, like, yeah. To sum it up. Like, cause you and I haven't talked about this stuff in a while. So it's like, mm-hmm. I haven't had to like catch you up on that. Like now, like yeah. with, like with Brock or someone, it's just like, well, uh, Oh, for, for those listening, Brock's like my spiritual father. So <laughs> I realized I should probably explain the name I threw out there. No, nah, whatever. It doesn't um, matter. But yeah, uh, Brock is obviously somebody important to you, so. Well, yeah, but I like giving context for people to enter into yeah. the dialogue a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they're not stupid, Bailey. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like someone like Brock, he's he's definitely walked with me through a lot of stuff so it's like i don't have to catch him up on things yeah like that he just i just like hey so this happened last week whereas just now it was like hey this has been happening the last several years mm-hmm. type of thing yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It, yeah, it's been a while since you and I have talked. I'd say point. I'm on the same boat, though. Stay on the same boat. You're on the same boat? Are you scuba diving? No, not yet. I don't want to scuba dive. I haven't, I haven't found somebody to go scuba diving with yet. That's all right. That's... But, I mean, I'll go scuba diving with Jesus, but like... Ooh, that'd be, that's... That'd be glorious. It's, it, it is glorious. <laughs> I've realized, so my, my, me and my friend, he's like my best friend, but uh-huh. uh, me and him like really put language to like how me and him are like with God as like disciples. And so uh, I'm not going to explain his because, you know, you don't know him, but he, he was telling me how my, like how I'm a disciple, like my way of being a disciple is teaching people how to be scuba divers. I have a, an ability to like be, to show people posture, position of vulnerability and authenticity so that they can experience God at the level where God can meet them at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but cool. I want to get to a level where I can go so deep that I've been to a place nobody else has been before. And I can't do that though without learning trust. And I just like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, like, I can't do that without developing trust, more trust in the Father, trust in myself, more trust with other people. So, my friend can do that really well. That's what makes him a really good disciple. Mm. He is he is the oldest of ten siblings. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, thought process on that, maybe... Developing trust is instead of scuba diving is free diving. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no safety net. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's scary. That is. <laughs> that is scary. Like, how do you know how to process that in like non non abstract terms? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, awesome. I loved hearing that. I love hearing that from you. Um, so last thing. Okay. Um, me, so you're the last person I, I've asked because I, I mean, I, I just, you're not on the Discord, so I don't see you as often. You don't, mm. But um, me and Isaac, so Isaac's in, Zana's in, Randy's in. Josh might be in. He's thinking about it. And Brandon Brackett, I think I invited him, but he said he couldn't do it because he's Brandon Brackett and he's a family. But yeah, he's a family man. 2022, Bailey, Christmas break, Japan with the boys. Oh, goodness. That would, you know, that'd be a lot of fun. Um,. Uh, that's always a thing of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, if I plan it, then I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> that's why we got two years to plan it. We got two years to plan it, bro. Dude, that would be, I've never been to Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta get a passport. Those are some of the things that like. I have a passport. That's perfect. still valid. Mine, um, mine expires in 2026. It, it sorry expires in when? Twenty twenty six. Oh okay. Um, mine is actually I have it real close. Where is it? Right here. Hold on. When does mine expire? 
<laughs> Hold on. Dude, my picture in my passport, I had hair and a really short beard. <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't even look like me anymore. Uh, um, it expires in 2028. So two years after years. Oh, okay. Um, Where'd you go? In Mexico? No, no. I went uh, to Ireland with my family. That's with right. With my mom and my sister. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, That, you know, right now, I will say, yeah. Like, I would love to do that. Yeah, let's go with the boys in Japan. You know one thing that we got to do? Tell me. We have to go to an internet cafe and got to rent a computer for like a couple hours yes. to play League there. Yes! Like, because <laughs> that's one thing I wish we had, like, especially before I got my new computer, like, built it. Like, I wish we had an internet cafe type of thing that we could go to and it's just a local hangout for people to, like, do stuff like that. Yeah. Especially when we're in college. Because then, like, like Isaac and I, Randy, you and I could, like, all go somewhere and just pay. Well, when my buddy was in Southeast Asia, he went to a place like that to play League. And he was like, yeah, it was like five bucks for an hour to play on these mm-hmm. LCS-level computers. Yeah. To, like, really nice gaming computers for, like, an hour five bucks and it's like okay yeah i went to one in thailand dude it was like a dollar an hour oh my gosh i know it was so epic we played dota though because nobody else knew how to play league of legends but me you just teach them yeah <laughs> there was like nine of us what are you talking about <laughs> that's that's great for a custom game i know right ten, ten that's what i was telling them but they're like no we know how to play dota we're gonna play dota <laughs> I was outnumbered nine to one. Do you think that sucks for you? Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, dude. But we, gotta, we gotta, sweet. we gotta, yeah. Start dreaming, man. We'll have an itinerary and everything. What if we went to, um, I mean, it's not a very uplifting place, but actually, a place I really want to go to is the colloquial terms is a suicide forest. Yeah. Okay. But. I don't remember the actual um, name. We we can go there and worship Jesus and just like pray for the for the souls of the suicide forest. That'd be that'd be nuts. Also, but if we go to the suicide forest, dude, and we see uh, somebody hanging there, I'm gonna be so depressed. Like thinking about it right now, two years in advance, I'm already starting to cry. <laughs> like, I shouldn't be laughing at that, but. But it's like I mean, it is it is funny because like that's how sensitive I am. But at the same time, that's like, dude, come on, it sucks. Imagine, I, well, I can't, I I can't imagine the feeling in that forest, and I feel like stepping into that forest is just gonna be this otherworldly feeling. I, dude, it would be it's gonna be so surreal. Like I'm just feeling it right now, just imagining it, and then and like. Yeah. I think it's going to be suffocating. Oh my gosh. I'm already suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I hate it. That's a place that because of the stories of it is like, yeah, it's not the ex- an exciting place. But it's like, but, it, there's a re- it's a real place. Like, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not manufactured really. At least to my understanding. It, it, it could be tall tales. But from what I've seen, it's not all just made up stories, you know? Yeah. 
it's not just like some local legend. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's not like just a touristy thing. I don't. I don't think a lot of tourists just want to go there and experience a forest like that, do they? Mm, I would imagine I, so. But, I mean, uh, Logan Paul. Have you heard of Logan Paul? Yeah, I saw his video. Yeah, I mean, like there. he went there as a tourist. Yeah, that's true. So maybe more people go there. I don't know. It just seems like such a a real place. Like it's, it's not masked. Everyone knows what it is, and you just yeah. go to it, and you're like, "Cool, this is what it is." Well, because like suicide is something that's acceptable in Japan. Actually, oh, actually no, it's not. Actually, it's not. Never mind. I'm stupid. It's not. It's, like, it's the wow. exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. Huh. Yeah, that that'd be a place that I'd love to go. You know what we should do too? We should do a maid cafe. <laughs> Lighten up the conversation. We should go to a maid cafe. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> No No, no, we can't go to a maid cafe, why not? Uh, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Is it just guys going on the trip? Um, no, Xana's coming, and then Josh's wife, that like fiance, yeah, soon to be wife. So the way the why the reason why I said I um, Josh might not go is because a year prior he's saving money for a honeymoon and a wedding. That's fair. So I know Xana would probably be okay with that. She'd just get a kick out of it the entire time. <laughs> Dude, um, I haven't met. <laughs> Is it Josh's Lexi? Lexi or Alexa? Maybe Lexi. I think Lexi Lexi. for sure. I don't remember if it's Alexi or Alexa or some Alexandria. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I don't know how she would be with that. We'll find out. I mean, I I I know how Josh would feel about it. He wouldn't want to (laughs) go. Oh, um. Gosh darn it, why did you tell me they were wearing those clothes? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be him in his very Josh voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but they're so cute and wholesome and like everything I want in a waifu. No. <laughs> you know, for a second I thought you were talking about Josh and his fiance. Talking no. about how they're cute and wholesome. And then it reali- I realized halfway through that and I'm like, oh. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw it in a I saw it in a YouTube video of one of my favorite streamers, and I'm like, oh, actually, that's that's actually sounds pretty nice. We should do it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I definitely want to like visit the hot springs and the land monuments. Maybe that's- even visit a Buddhist temple. One thing, like that sounds cool. One thing I will say though, okay, I've had way too many trips that people plan and like we plan so much stuff that we barely get time to experience something. Mm, no, so, I'm not that kind of person. I know that. <laughs> that's one thing that makes it very like that that I love. It's like, hey, if we want to go to a temple, like spend the entire day there. Can we do that? I look down for that, and then I would love I, that. Uh, maybe we end up meditating with somebody. Who knows? I have no idea. But like, that would be like stuff like that. 
a monastery, a Buddhist monastery Ooh. or a Christian monastery in Japan. Would that would be cool. cool. Yeah. But like, I don't want to be running from one place to another. Like, okay, we got two hours here and then two hours to the next mm-hmm. spot. Like, I hate that stuff. Like, I am I not that kind of planner. I, I'm definitely like, you know, the big stuff. Uh-huh. Spend, a, spend a whole day at the hot springs. Yeah. And they'd be like Uncle Iroh and just get in naked. Yeah, fine. exactly. If, unless it's co-ed. I mean, I'd, I'd still do a co-ed because Zena's married, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. She probably wouldn't do it, but there you go. Unless, you know, maybe in two years we're all going to be in relationships and then we bring our, you know, our partners. That'll be interesting. And that way. That would be interesting. That, that's 10 of us, one thing. And then, you know, the girls get to have their girls and the guys get to have their guys. So then the girls can do a girl trip and the guys can do a guy trip. So the and then Zana, hot spring. And then Zana, and then Zana realized, like, I don't relate to any of these girls. Can I go back? <laughs> can I go back with the guys? <laughs> God damn it. Shit. <laughs> that and then Josh is like, um, I want to go back to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are great and everything but like my wife is way better Ooh. <clears throat> hey that's I, no, I, there's okay. no doubt in my mind that's, that's, that's how he would be feeling oh yeah probably <laughs> he wouldn't say that the way I said it I mean I, I wouldn't say that I was very that. direct how you just yeah. said that. I would have said that that way, but like I'm not Josh, <laughs> or Josh is me. Uh, that that would be a fun trip. Yeah, no, I want to do it. <sighs> talking about going to Japan, huh? You've been talking about going to Japan. Yeah, well, I want to be a missionary in Japan, so it would be a great first experience. Yeah, that'd be, dude. Let's do it. Two years, and then we can make it a biannual thing. Uh, that would be cool. Or we make traveling a biannual thing with the boys. Yeah, that would. I think that'd be a lot better, personally. Yeah, yeah, honestly, because I want to go to multiple places. I don't yeah. want to just like go to Japan every time. Well, that would still be cool. But yeah. I'd love to see right. other places. Mm-hmm. All right, bro. Well, um, that's the end of the podcast. I asked you my last thing. And <laughs> this was this was fun. I'm really glad you did this with me. We have to do it again, dude. Yes, next time I'll think of questions. I'll ask you the things. Oh well, hey, I just I'm just a naturally inquisitive person. You don't have to. I know. <laughs> I know you are. You you will sit down for something. You'll be like, hmm, what if that bird does <laughs> instead of that? That's that's why I have this podcast. That's why I have. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, bro. Um, well, thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll see you on League. All right. Later. All right. Later. And that is the end of that podcast. I, it was a good podcast. It was a good time talking with my friend Bailey. And thank you guys for listening in. I'll see you guys next time. I'm Brandon Serenia, host of the Hyatt Podcast. <laughs>